Welcome to another edition of Chapters. My name is Jim Derrick, and I'm pleased to have in studio today the owner and president of Gilly's House, and a woman who is the 2019 recipient of the Unsung Heroine Award here in Norfolk County, Barbara Gilmeister. Welcome, Barbara. Good morning. Good afternoon. Congratulations on that award. Thank you very much. What a what an honor. And it couldn't go to a better person. I can say that. You're turning a little red. But uh, uh, you were nominated by your state rep, Sean I Dooley. I was. Sean Dooley nominated me, yep. And uh, for your work with, with Gilly's House. So really, seriously, congratulations. Thank you very You're much. You're in good company. Thank you. I am in very good company. Since we last spoke on this program, a lot has happened at Gilly's House. And I want to do this program today to bring people up to date on all of the happenings. Before we do that, Barbara, for those that don't know you, could you just give us an overview of what Gillies is and how it came to be? Gillies is a sober recovery house for men. My son, Stephen, whose nickname was Gilly, passed away two and a half years ago from an overdose. We were looking for a way to honor his memory. A donation was made to the Safe Coalition. Right. And we sat down, you and I and a couple other people, and talked about what we could do with that donation. And I vividly remember that meeting at Panera's and uh, someone, ideas were thrown out about what we could do with the donation. And then someone said Sober House. And of course, the donation what didn't come anywhere close to Not what quite, yeah. what that cost was. Yeah. But that uh, really hit me because uh, Stephen lived in a sober house in Portland, Maine. He loved it there. Right. He loved the environment. He loved the camaraderie. And um, unfortunately, he didn't spend enough time there. But right. I know that he loved the life of a sober house. So that just uh, clicked. Yeah. You know, Barbara, as a participant in that meeting, um, I have to tell you that as I listened to the ideas that were thrown around the table, many of which were wonderful ideas that people use to memorialize loved ones, plant a tree, uh, have a park bench, have a playground equipment. Um, I have to be honest. I never imagined that you or any family would pick up on this idea the way you did. And I will never forget the phone call I got about 30 days later, which was you asking me if, if I would review the business plan that you'd done. And this was a bound business plan with the purple Gillies House uh, um, logo on the front. And I was absolutely blown away and remain blown away to this day because not only did you set out with that dream and that goal and that aspiration, but you've actually made it come to life. So you went forward with this idea, you and your husband, with your grief. I was going to say through your grief, but with your grief. It was, uh, I think, head down and move ahead. Yeah. I think if we put too much thought into it or analyzed it too much, I don't know what would have happened. But uh, we just bulldozed through mm-hmm. and day to day and things kept happening and falling into place. And here we are. And you found a beautiful piece of property. We have a beautiful home that was the Sheldonville Nursing Home yeah. that had been vacant for about 15 years before we purchased it. 
Uh, interestingly enough, it's a mile from my house. I've For the 20-odd years that we've lived in Rentham, I have passed by that house many times a day. I really can't go anywhere without passing by there. And um, thank you to Jeff Roy, who right. put all that together, right. who told me to call the owner. And uh, we put all that together. And with the help of many, 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 many hundreds of hands. Literally. Literally. Literally hundreds of hands. Uh, it's now a beautiful home. It is absolutely spectacular. The address is 1022 West Street in the Sheldonville area of Rentham. And I urge people, urge you to drive by. You're going to see a beautiful grand yellow house uh, located on the right-hand side as you drive out away from Rentham Center. And uh, it is just a, a beautiful setting for people to start on their journey towards recovery or continue their journey in recovery. Along the way, there were a lot of times when I'm sure you were told this isn't going to work. This is an old property. It needs too much renovation. You'll never get a bank to finance it, so on and so forth. Did you have a lot of those moments where you where you were told this will never work and might have felt down yourself about it? There were moments as people went, it's 8,500 square feet. Right. And although it was in fairly good condition, it did all need to be redecorated. It had 50-year-old wallpaper. And at the time, with nothing in there, it was cavernous to walk through. Right. And I think people thought, this is a humongous project. Yeah. And, um, you know, so there were people who I think made us think a little bit like, what are you doing? Right. And then, you know, going for mortgage, honestly, looking for a bank to finance us was was difficult and, uh, you know, many doors to go through. And, you know, the bank financing is a perfect uh, metaphor or example of how this thing came together because you're right. Banks in general don't love financing older properties like that that are going to be used particularly for something like a sober home. I mean, how, you know, what do you do with something like that? But you found a partner. You found a community partner in the bank, didn't you? Right. Milford Bank at the time, it's now Rockland Trust, but Milford Bank said we want to be part of the solution and they stepped up beautifully to help us when you're right. I mean, stigma and building age and there were so many factors that made it easy for banks to to uh, reject us, uh, but we just kept going. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and keep going, you did. Um, I remember the ribbon cutting, and a lot had, had happened. I don't want to gloss over what had happened up to that time, but you needed literally a bigger tent. There, the place was packed when you opened with volunteers, people in the community, uh, the bank. Um, I, you know, this is not just some project that people said, well, yeah, we'll give you financing. Let's do the paperwork and we'll give you a check and walk away. The bank was is invested emotionally in this project. The community's invested emotionally. Uh, our friends over at Star Oil uh, in Foxborough, uh, donated an entire year, I believe, of, of oil. It's now it's kind of as forever. Right? Oh, forever. Forever. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I have to give Star Oil a plug. They are yeah. my vendor of choice, and they have they are providing heating to an eighty five hundred uh, square foot men's sober home, uh, an older home uh, for life. It appears, and it, it's that type of generosity, but. It's not one way street. Your story, Barbara, and your 
husband uh, David's story, your family's story, um, Stephen's in- inspiration while he walked back and forth up and down uh, West Street as a young boy and l- gazed up at this beautiful yellow house and thought, what could this be? Little did he know, and tragically, uh, tragically we know what happened with Stephen, but importantly, his, his memory and more importantly, his spirit lives on in this home. It definitely does. We've had signs in the house and things that happen and things that come together that um, just makes you think that maybe he's looking down. Yeah. And he would love the place. He would love standing in the doorway, welcoming people in. Right. Over. Do you do you have a count on how many people came through? Would you guess? You said hundreds. It, it has to be. We've sort of lost count lost after count. like 300 yeah. people. I mean, it's a, a, a constantly we have people. Yeah coming to want to visit. As the house was renovated, you would walk through there. There were times that I walked in thinking I can help today and I couldn't get through the hallways. There were so many people in the hallways uh, with paintbrushes, scraping walls, cleaning. Uh, Someone would be barbecuing out back. Uh, Trucks are showing up with donated furniture. It was it almost looked like a movie set. Right. Like, is she making this up? <laughs> right. It was amazing. Just incredible. I mean, people want to do something to help. They don't know what to do. We kind of now put it out there and give suggestions of things that people can do or buy or help with. Right. And people just want to help. There isn't a family, honestly, that isn't affected personally or, or has a neighbor or a cousin or a relative that knows somebody who's suffering some from substance use. And Gillies has continued to break down the barriers of stigma in our community. We actually have, uh, for the first time ever, a solution to this epidemic right here in our community. We don't have to travel somewhere else. And more importantly, it's not just a place, a stagnant place. As you've heard, the volunteerism continues. I know for myself, I'll go over and I'll see Maureen Cappuccino for a cup of coffee. No pun intended. <laughs> I love her name, though. Maureen Cappuccino. Is there a better name? Um uh, I'll go over and see Chris Sachs, who's the uh, director of the house, house yes, director, yep. or meet Barbara or her husband, David, or anybody else over there. And I'll tell you, it's a friendly environment um, where people are really getting after sobriety and they're supported in, in unique ways. Uh, and we're going to talk much more about how Gillies supports Roads to Recovery as we move forward. I want to remind everybody, we're speaking with Barbara Gilmeister. This is Chapters Radio. My name's Jim Derrick. You can find Chapters Radio at www www.chaptersradio.com or right here on 102.9 WFPR-FM, Franklin, Massachusetts. Uh, Barbara Gilmeister is the owner, dreamer, executive director, president, whatever you want to call her, of Gilly's House. Gilly's House, a structured men's sober home located right here in Sheldonville, uh, section of Rentham, Massachusetts. And Barbara, what's the telephone number at Gilly's? Phone number is 508 508- Three eight four two two five one, and they would ask for Chris Sachs. They could ask for Chris if someone wants more information about the house or what it takes to be a resident or that kind of thing. Sure, they can call or they want to take a tour of the house uh, because they. Uh, have a loved one who maybe um, needs sober living, uh, they can certainly call the house, talk to Chris, and make those arrangements. Yeah, and it's uh, when we talk about house, we're going to talk about how Gillies has really become a home as opposed to a house. Barbara, before we move forward, uh, your website www.gillieshouse.com, and that's G I L L Y S 
house.com. Excellent. And also follow Gilly's House on Facebook and Instagram uh, to keep up because Gilly's always has something fun happening. Uniquely, Barbara, Gilly's is a nonprofit 501c3. Yes, it is. In federally and, and in this Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Why is that unique? Or why is that? Why was that important to you? Because I think it had nothing to do with money yeah. and had everything to do with supporting men and, and recovery. And uh, I think being a 501c3 takes that out of the mix. Yeah. And, and it's a beautiful thing uh, because um, it, it really is an environment that fosters recovery when the owners, the owners are personally vested in that recovery by not taking profit out of the business. They're simply looking to reinvest anything that they may get back into the business. And at this point, frankly, are, are dependent upon the community donations to help support these the, the facility and ultimately the road to recovery for the, for the residents, which if I'm a resident, that tells me that, hey, I got a lot of eyes on me. It helps. It takes a community to recover doesn't it? It uh, definitely does. And knowing that you're supported and the gifts that come into the house from people for uh, for the men in the house make you feel like the community cares. You know, Barbara, one of the things that continues to take my breath away, frankly, are the amount of people, uh, two of which are in the studio now, but uh, uh, not on microphone, that come to the table that don't, at least by my reckoning, have a direct connection to substance use disorder but they have come to a new understanding of it, possibly through you, and I'm getting nods around the table, through you and Gilly's house, and understand it for the illness it is and want to jump in with both feet to help support you. Hasn't that, has that been as uh, breathtaking to you as it, it has been to me? It has been. It's across the board. People who just, if they haven't been personally affected, people who know this is an epidemic and we need to do something about it and we need to help people. It's really heartening uh, when people step up like this. So let's talk a little bit more about Gilly's house. The uh, The house is now a home. And I'll tell you, you have had families adopt the rooms, uh, both common areas as well as bedrooms, in a very unique way. Can you talk about that? One Sunday when we were working on the house, uh, a couple came in live in Rentham. The wife said to me, we just came from church and at church they were talking about Gilly's house and we knew we had to come over. So they just walked in the door and as we were looking in one of the bedrooms, they said to David and I, could we adopt a bedroom and decorate it in, in memory of our son who had just passed away six months earlier. So David and I looked at each other for a split second and said, that sounds like a great idea. And honestly, one thing led to another. We didn't have to put it out there to ask people if they were interested. People came to us and we probably could have easily done the same with twice as many rooms. I mean, I, we ran out of space for people to, to dedicate, frankly. And, um, every room, it makes every room unique so that it's not an institutional feeling. We let, uh, parents or loved ones uh, decorate rooms any way they wanted as long as they had um, amenities for two people in every room. So uh, so the rooms are beautiful. I mean, so this particular um, 
mom and dad, uh, their son was a fisherman yeah. in Alaska, so they painted one of the walls blue for the ocean. Uh, one of his fishing rods is hanging up in the room. You know, so things like that, the personal touches that make it homey. And it does. And uh, it sends a variety of messages, not the least of which that your son's memory not only lives on here at Gillies, but your son's memory is inspiring recovery in this room. And if I'm just like Gillies is uh, Steve Gilmeister is inspiring recovery in the community. And um, as a uh, as someone who is intimately involved with this illness, I can tell you it really matters. Uh, and the other thing that is, is unique about it is that you've created an environment whereby these grieving families like yourself have a an outlet and a place to gather. And you do that pretty regularly, don't you? We do. So the families, when they came to decorate the bedrooms, spent a lot of time, whatever amount of time to paint and, and buy things and measure and buy curtains or whatever, uh, got to know the people in the house and some of the staff and felt a part of what was going on in the house. And then they would finish their room. And I said to David, it was kind of like, then they would say, well, what do we do now? What's next, right? And, and they didn't want to not be connected anymore. So we started what we call a parent network mm-hmm. and anybody connected with the house in that way we basically have a dinner I'm going to say I think every other month and uh, like a potluck dinner and everybody comes together and it's a chance for you know we all share loss in the same you know we're all sharing that we have a loss and um, and we all come together and just meet and um, people look for ways to support the house and be part of activities that are going on but it's just a very nice way to be with everybody um, fantastic. we also um, have um, something else that we're doing that's unique I had realized that there Although there were many support groups around, there really were no support groups for siblings who had lost a sibling. And uh, so we started something called Supper for Siblings. Uh, um, Our next meeting is in September. And anyone who has lost a sibling is welcome to come to dinner. They can bring a spouse or uh, another sibling or a friend if they don't want to come by themselves. And we have a beautiful dinner for everybody. And then those folks retreat to our community room with a facilitator to just have a chance to talk. And it's free-flowing. The facilitator is there to sort of jumpstart the the conversation sure, sure. and um, people have really appreciated that. And in that siblings, not only know they're not alone, but they get to right. share common experiences with people that have walked that walk or right. just come and hang out with people that if they're having a bad day, they don't have to explain why. Exactly. Right. Exactly. How important. Um, I've noticed that siblings are often ignored, not intentionally, but they're, right. we just haven't caught up with that. And I think you're breaking new ground here. Right. Um, for siblings. Um, I, I want folks to really encourage people to get out and tour Gillies. And, um, you know, if you're if you're considering sober living for a loved one uh, or you, you you're someone in a position that might get these phone calls, I'm really encouraging you to take a look at Gillies House. Again, you can go to www.gillieshouse.com. That's G-I-L-L-Y-S. And Barbara, the phone number? 508 384 
2251. And you can ask for Chris Sachs, who is the uh, director, program director at Gillies House. House director. House director, okay. But I want to go back to one thing please, that you mentioned earlier. So we are a 501c3. We are a nonprofit. Yep. Um, sober recovery houses, just for people's information, are there's nothing to support them. There are no insurance does not pay for Thank the you. men to live there. And um, there's no government funding at all for sober recovery houses. So we rely on the men who live there all work. That's part of recovery is that everybody needs to have a job. So they pay a weekly fee to live there. And then we rely on the generosity of the public, um, which they have been generous, but it's a continual um, uh, fight for funds. Yeah, it is. Um, This is, and you know, thank you for bringing that up. It's the first illness that I've ever come in contact with that has so little support from insurance companies, from from what you would consider any other illness. You'd say, what do you mean? You know, you've got diabetes and you're telling me they're not going to cover insulin. That doesn't make any sense. You've got, you know, in this case, men and women that are that are fighting substance use disorder need this setting in order to recover. This is critical health care that they're receiving, if you will. But here we've got a situation where there's no funding from insurance. There's no government grant money that's just rolling out of the trees. So all of that said, that's an environment that we have to continue to live in and hopefully change by having places like Gilly's House break down stigma and and fostering better conversation. But importantly, when people do donate, I can tell you something. As as someone who's intimately involved with Gilly's, when you get involved with Gilly's House, you're going to make a whole ton of friends. And anything you give, you get back a thousand times over um, because there's nothing quite like the feeling of being around people as positive as the Gilmeisters uh, and Maureen Cappuccino and Chris Sachs and everybody else that's over there. because everybody, it, there's, it's an infectious quality that you have. And it's it all started upbeat. with you not giving up on this project. <laughs> it's a very upbeat mood at the house. And people enjoy being there and they feel supported and um, that it's a happy place. You have a memory garden that was installed there? <clears throat> so we're in the process of uh, completing a serenity garden that uh, people could and still can buy bricks yeah. in memory of uh, someone. And... Um, uh, we had a beautiful perennial garden put in by the United Church of Walpole, the women there. I mean, so many groups have come through to us. And so uh, we're waiting for the bricks to arrive. We've put in our first order of 100 bricks, and uh, those should arrive in a couple weeks. Barbara, and, before I get off yeah. that, this is just wonderful. Yeah. I, I want to talk about, if you would, what types of organizations have come over mm-hmm. in in mass, on mass, if you will, yeah. to volunteer either on particular days or on a sustained basis. So we've had many faith-based groups, yep. uh, like Emmanuel Baptist Church in Norfolk, mm-hmm. uh, St. Jude's in Norfolk, um, United Church of Walpole. I'm gonna. I don't want to forget it's anybody. Okay. I'm not going to be I'm able to name everybody. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, then we've had EMC uh, a number of times has come over. They really encourage their um, employees to volunteer. So we've had many days of them. Uh, people come over. We've had a, on a 95 degree day, brutally humid. We had 
I think about 18 men from Hallam Corporation in Foxborough do a tremendous amount of work at the house, honestly, on a 95-degree day. Um, but we've also had... Um, uh, schools, schools, high school groups, King Philip, Mount St. Charles, Hopedale High, um, came in a school bus, and um, just um, community groups, Lions Clubs. Um, uh, the court, the Rentham the District Rentham Court District came over, court. the judges, all been over. Judge Finneran, he was painting, and Probation Magistrate, the principal at King Philip High School. I mean, I just can't, the, the list goes really on and on. And that even individuals just walked in the door. I mean, tons of individuals just walked in the door. They all had a story and they all knew it was a safe place to tell it. Right. It's safe place to tell it. I'm blown away by the wide diversity of organizations. You got private enterprise, you got houses of worship, mm -hmm. uh, you've across denominational, you've got uh, schools, you've got court officers, you've got police officers, you've got all sorts of people walking into Gillies. What are you doing? You're having a conversation, whether they know it or not, even if they're just painting. They're having a conversation right. with themselves about what it means to suffer from substance use disorder. Is this an illness? Well, I guess it is. It opens up hearts. It changes hearts. Mm -hmm. Maybe the people that show up, the volunteers, didn't need that change. But when they go back to their communities and they talk about the experience, and I hear right. them. Right. I hear everyone seems to know. Gillies is like a household name yeah, in good. Norfolk County and, and beyond. And that household name means that they're talking about Gillies with a smile on their face. And it's okay. It's a safe place to talk about substance use disorder because, as you said before, everyone knows somebody that's been impacted. We have lots of people in recovery themselves who have come to the house to want to give back yeah. because that's part of 12 Steps. That's right. And uh, we've had, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we've had four Eagle Scout projects right. done at the house. So, you know, just um, people just keep coming. It, it's... Um, yeah, it's it's wonderful, and that's what keeps us going. I want to remind everybody, we are speaking with Barbara Gilmeister. Barbara is the How's president it? and executive director of <laughs> Gillies House. Gillies House is a sober recovery home located in Rentham, Massachusetts, in the Sheldonville area. My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. So, Barbara, as we... Uh, as we talk about the future of Gillies House and where it's headed, uh, right now you are not quite full, but you've been close to being full. We've been close to you being full. You have room full. for 22? <clears throat> we have room for 21. 21? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it, you know, ebbs and flows yeah. and people, uh, a lot of people ask me how long people can stay. Yeah. Uh, people can stay really as long as they want. We want people to be in a place mentally and in their recovery to be able to leave and be successful when they do leave. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we have uh, someone who's been there now. Next week, it'll be a year. Wow, great. Um, we do have, um, I'm happy to be able to say we have three guys in the house who have a year of recovery. And um, and we all go the night they get their chip at a meeting. The whole house goes to the meeting. And uh, so the camaraderie in the house is really fabulous. It's important. And um, so we do have beds available. And like I said, it, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. more or less. There will be a waiting list. I'm 100% I'm sure of that. It's just the fact that you've a matter of time. You just haven't been open that long. Um, but I'll tell you what. This is a home, not a house, uh, and this is a community-supported organization, which I've been to a lot of sober homes. I've toured a lot of them, both in-state and out-of-state, and I've never seen uh, a sober home so embraced by the community. 
so much an integral part both ways. Uh, in other words, facing outward and then having community come in as I have Gilly's house. And I have to go back to you and David as the inspiration and ultimately Steve Gilly. Um, I, uh, it's, it's your spirit that changes the landscape. It changes the whole way this thing came about. There are a lot of sober homes around. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, but it's the way that you guys have tackled this. And David can't, we should, I can't leave without talking about David because he's just, I mean, what a great guy. He's always mowing the lawn or working in the garden, usually got dirt all over him, sweat pouring off him and a smile. Yeah. And a smile. He looks like he's out playing golf or something. This has really become a passion for David, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been. You know, listen, it's been wonderful for both of us in that regard. And uh, David loves giving historical tours of the house. Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, it's like you can pick your tour that you'd like to have. And he likes giving the historical tours. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one quick story. So Please? he does. He's always at the house doing something. Yeah. So one of the guys who was newer, I don't know, there was some issue or something going on. And he said to one of the other guys, David was working out back somewhere, and he said to one of the guys, well, why don't you just ask the maintenance man to fix that? <laughs> We've all laughed about it a lot. And, and the other guy said to him, you know, that's David, like he owns Come the house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the funny so thing is, David would be fine with that. He's <laughs> he fine was with fine. That. We all laughed about it. It was very funny. The comment I get yes. about David all the time is yes. he would give you the shirt off his yeah. back. Yeah. And uh, he's one of the warmer... Uh, more generous, kinder people that I've met. Um, you're not bad either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want people to know uh, that are listening uh, ways that they can support Gillies. Do you have any particular needs right now? So they, uh, there's, uh, we do have on our website. We have wish lists on our website, mm -hmm. and. Um, and so there's all kinds of items on there, you know, particular things like, you know, Tide Pods and things like that. Sure. So very concrete things. We are also looking for people who we do Sunday dinners at the house yeah. for the guys in the house. And uh, so we're looking like a woman brought a fabulous meal on Sunday so people can make a meal. They can sign up online yep. on our website to do that. Um, you can um, make a monetary donation sure. to our, we have a scholarship fund um, that we're looking to build up and uh, or just make a donation to the house gift cards i mean it, there's all kinds of things on the website of what we're looking uber, for uber uh, uber gift cards that for the residents things yeah. like that sure so yeah. it's, it's really open ended so if it you can think it up and you think it might be helpful contact Kelly's house, house. Right. yeah and also importantly you have fundraisers and fundraisers i call them cuz all of her fundraisers are a blast i went to the one at plain ridge it was a blast yeah. um, but they had a uh, you had a grill off uh, gillies grillies gillies grillies that's it <laughs> so it was a competition of the local area restaurants and on grilling and it I, didn't start like that it was just supposed to be a barbecue for the neighbors and then mike pettica and then <laughs> then uh, <laughs> Maureen and I said, we'll just make some hamburgers and hot dogs. Awesome. And Maureen said, uh, you know, let me ask some one of the local restaurants if they'll make a couple side dishes so yeah. we don't have to make everything. Yeah. And then she called James Arsenault, who's of James Breakfast and More, James's who is Breakfast a fabulous friend of the house. And he said, oh, no, 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 that won't do. And yeah. he got 12 restaurants to come. And, yeah. and uh, James is a can-do guy. Yeah, he uh, is. James Unbelievable. Is, if you haven't been to James, I think everybody goes to James's Breakfast yeah. and More. We'll plug morning. them anyway. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, they are fantastic over yeah. there. Um, so we have lots of great friends like that of the house who yeah. just uh, like 
do all these things. Right. So follow Gillies so. on Facebook. And again, the phone number. 508-384-2251. I would encourage people to call and come Reach for a out. tour. Well, Barbara, I want to thank you again for coming in. And I really can't wait to see what the future holds in store for Gillies House. So for my guest, Barbara Gilmeister, my name's Jim Derrick saying thanks for listening to Chapters, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>